0: I'm to
1: June for Ask Gus. This is the official Ask Gus theme song. Maybe we should ask, maybe we should type out a really long-winded thing to Gus saying, hi Gus, (laughs) or hi ChatGPT, we're going to do a segment about you on our radio station. What song would you like us to play as your intro music?
0: Oh, get Finn to do that because he's got access to it because that's a long, so you do that Finn and we'll get it at the end of the subject. Right, so we've had a number of questions. For now it's this though. Yeah, for now it's this. Um, Now, the question I asked uh, of it was, what qualities make a good radio producer? Sure. Which is Sam Hewitt's job. Okay. Would you like to hear them? No, not really, but you'll do it anyway. Well, it's actually (laughs) a very, very long answerer, answerer, uh, but at the end it says, in summary, an overall good radio producer is someone who is highly organised, creative, and adaptable, with excellent communication skills and a strong attention to detail. These qualities combined with a passion for radio and a commitment to producing high-quality content are key to success in this field. Sure. Well, how many of those boxes do you think I ticked, Steph? Well, all of them. Because the subheadings, I'll give you the subheadings. Strong organisational skills, excellent communication skills, creativity and imagination, attention to detail, and flexibility and adaptability. Look, out of five, organisation, mm, not bad. You have That's probably mo- my, weak, my weak point. You have your moments. Excellent communication skills? No. Hey, oh. Sam. No reply. Sam, no reply. Oh. Sam, no reply. I would have thought communication was a, was a key. Well, once, once you're locked in and you're yeah. having a conversation, you're great. Yeah. but like before, You just got to get
1: me locked in. You just got to pin me down.
0: Yeah, I do. Creativity and imagination, absolutely. Attention and detail, absolutely. Flexibility and adaptability, yes. I'll give you that one as well. But to the listeners, I like this one from was Keith. Keith wanted me to ask Gus... Is my wife always correct?
1: It's a great question, Keith.
0: Here's the answer. In any healthy relationship, both partners, including you, Keith, should be willing to listen to each other's opinions and perspectives and to engage in open and honest communication. It's also important to acknowledge that nobody's perfect and that it's normal for people to make mistakes or have different ideas and perspectives. Ultimately, the key to a successful and fulfilling relationship between Keith and his wife is mutual respect, trust And a willingness to work together as a team instead of focusing keith on who is always correct try to approach your relationship with an open mind and willingness to learn and grow together
1: which sounds like nz rugby pr for yes she is always right keith
0: yeah uh the other question which i thought was a beauty is uh the question was is yodeling a crime against humanity
1: (laughs) another fantastic question
0: no Yodeling is not a crime against humanity. In fact, yodeling is a type of singing that is rooted in traditional Swiss and Austrian music and is enjoyed by many people around the world as a form of cultural expression and entertainment. Now, while some people may not personally enjoy the sound of yodeling, it is not a form of harm or violence against humanity. That's Can't argue with it with them. Can't argue with that. And the last one um, was, oh, where is it? Is there a conspiracy? from the NRL to not let the Warriors win the competition? I've always wanted to know, Steph. Like any professional sports league, the NRL has rules and regulations in place to ensure fair play and competition among teams. While some fans and supporters of the New Zealand Warriors may feel that the team has been unfairly treated in some instances, there is no evidence to suggest that the NRL is intentionally preventing the team from winning the competition. So supplementary question went into Gus. I said, can you provide proof? And it said, no, but it is worth noting that NRL is subject to a range of regulations and oversight, including independent reviews. If there were credible evidence of a conspiracy of unfair treatment, One New Zealand Warriors fans could take these issues further with legal action.
1: Wow, well I mean the definition of a conspiracy really is that there isn't any evidence. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but so that's where we went with
1: that. Okay. Hey, not bad for a, for a debut of Ask Gus. Mm. So we're almost going to do it every day. I reckon just get a bunch of questions and we'll keep them sporting as well. Yeah. Um, like, you know, can you mistake a COVID-19 vaccine for EPO? <laughs> I'm sure Gus has <laughs> got some good thoughts about that. Um, I've just spied
0: another one that I, I'm going to quickly type go in. Go on, go because on. Because this is something I've wanted to know. Should long Sam from. Kane captain the All Blacks at the Rugby World Cup? No. Who sent this one in? Uh, Craig, is a Jaffa cake a biscuit? Oh, we had that debate, didn't we? Yeah, in our um, mm-hmm. biscuit bonanza. Yeah. Um, it's struggling. Probably doesn't know what a Jaffa biscuit is. Oh, no, it's got a spinning thing and a green thing, and now the black dot is flashing. It's, pro- it's, probably, it's probably Gus in the back going, has anyone heard of a Jaffa cake? Yeah. There's, there probably is someone sitting behind the keyboard there. Here it comes. Mm-hmm. It's coming out slowly. The question of whether a Jaffa cake is a biscuit or a cake has been the subject of debate For many years. Oh, okay, he's dug into the history books here. Jaffa cakes are small circular cakes that are covered with chocolate and have soft, sponge-like texture on the inside. However, I'm reading as fast as it's writing, they are also commonly found in the biscuit aisle of grocery stores, hence the confusion. Some people consider them to be a type of biscuit, comma, in the United Kingdom, the question of whether Jaffa cakes are biscuits, it's very slow, it's thinking, or a cake, has actually been the subject of a legal case. Wow! Wow! In 1991, the manufacturer of Jaffa cakes,
1: mm-hmm. international issue,
0: uh, which is called McVitties is the manufacturer mm-hmm. they argued that they should be classified as cakes rather than biscuits for tax purposes. Okay. It was based on the fact that uh, it's too slow to keep up.
1: Tax haven they reckon if it's a cake versus a biscuit. Now um, ChatGPT it does a great job of bi- providing us with this factual information staff but really it needs to grow a backbone and have some opinions of it though. It know, does. It's, It just needs to answer the question from its own perspective. There's too many howevers. Correct. in in this for me what what it will say
0: yeah (laughs) the argument was based at the fact that Jaffa Cakes harden and become stale when they are left out while biscuits become soft once again a dilemma in the end the case was decided in favour of McVities, and Jaffa Cakes are now officially classified as cakes rather than biscuits in the United Kingdom however the question of whether Jaffa Cakes are cakes or biscuits remains a topic of heated discussion there we go. Jeffer cakes